Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 19. So, Brooke, I want to read you a poem. Okay. It's by Portia Nelson and it's called There's a Hole in My Sidewalk. There's um, five chapters to this poem, but don't worry, it's not, not massively long. Listen in, listeners, because this is important. <laughs> so, chapter one. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole, a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street. So I thought this was a very fitting way to introduce today's topic, which is honesty and primarily honesty with ourselves. And for mine, Honestly, honesty with ourselves often comes down to challenging the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. And I think um, this this poem meant a bit to me because I see like this is a journey that both of us have gone down, mm-hmm. like where we've fallen in a big hole because of a behavior that repeats itself and in not necessarily being honest with ourselves about why we're in that hole. We're in that hole because of, you know, life's just happening to us or other people have done stuff and that's what's put us in the hole and I think for both of us don't want to speak for you so speak for me um I was only able to get out of that hole once I started taking responsibility for my own behavior and the only and when I started taking responsibility for my own behavior that only came about because I was able to honestly assess Kelly the reason you're in this hole is because of you and Mm. nobody else yeah, I mean, you can speak for me if that's what you're going to say because I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, after like listening and reading that poem, uh, I've got so many thoughts swirling around my head. Uh, I often talk about the idea of like the stories that we tell ourselves. I think that there's a huge amount of power in them, both uh, good and <laughs> not so good, negative probably, yep. um, because I think they can be a source of denial or deniability or blame or shifting blame for us and I think uh that's how I had used these these stories you know these that's what I was telling myself with these stories for a very very long time and it wasn't again exactly the same as you until I took the effort and went through the like the painful process of acknowledging the fact that I had continued with these behaviors for a very long time and they were leading to, you know, where I'd found myself, that that's when I started to be able to actually, actually, first of all, see the hole. Mm, <laughs> and I yeah. could see myself walking into the hole. 
but that chapter three where it's like I can see the hole, my eyes are open, I fall in there anyway, but I can get out immediately. Like that yeah. to me is the big shift. That's when awareness starts to to play a very big part. And for me, really, that's what self-honesty is mostly about, just being aware, even when it's uncomfortable, uh, of you know who we are, what our behaviours are, what they're doing to ourselves, like the impact that our behaviors are having on ourselves, but also, you know, extend that to other people as well. Because, um, you know, I'm trying to teach my kids at the moment that uh, no one is making you behave that way. You're, you're choosing to, you know, that's a very difficult conversation to mm, have with a young yeah. kid, but <laughs> it was something that I was introduced to from a very young age by my parents. And I hated it at the time because you <laughs> want to blame someone else, but, you know, as I've grown and begin to understand that, I can see the the really massive value in in at least understanding that as a concept um, from a young age, and then you know, as I got older, being able to apply it. But um, you know, it's like the, all of those things are kind of all rolled up into a ball in my head. So I'm not sure what you think about them. But. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's a big topic. I mean, it's something that's always forefront of my mind because my my husband is a great one for you know. Kel, you're not being honest with yourself. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I am. Um, you're not the boss of me. Um, but the thing is, always when I step back, so, you know, so, so when I was at my worst, in my worst place, so I, you know, I was running my business and he was forever telling me things like, you know, because I was like, you know, my clients expect too much of me or, you know, my staff expect too much of me or these things keep happening to me and like I'm doing my best but, you know, this stuff keeps happening to me. And it's funny because I'm so far away from that person now. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I definitely still fall into those little, you know, things of what, you know, why did this happen to us? Like victim mentality Mm -hmm. type thing but for the most part, I'm not like that anymore. And it was interesting because the other day, I like someone wrote something along that same line. So she's, you know, very much on the edge of burnout, um, struggling a bit at the moment. And I heard her say the line, you know, why does this stuff keep happening to me? And in that, you know, I wasn't judging her. I was just more like, it was more like looking in a mirror at myself five years ago. And it was a real revelation of, wow, like when when you're in this burnt out state, when you're in this really massive hole, this is how we think. We think life's happening to us. We blame other people for the situation that we found ourselves in. Um, And, you know, it was really only – and even when I, you know, I was seeing a therapist and I was thinking I was making really big changes in my life and then once again my husband came in and he kind of held me accountable and he said, you know, I'm not sure that therapy is really helping because nothing's changing. And I was like, what do you mean therapy is not helping? Heaps is changing. And then, you know, he kind of pointed out to me how when I was under pressure, so, you know, when life was okay, it was very easy for me to to not fall back into that hole. I was, But as soon mm. as life got a little bit pressured, I immediately reverted to the behaviours that dropped me in that hole again. And that was the point where I kind of had my chapter three moment, like when he pointed that out to me that when you're under pressure, this is what you do and this is where you end up. That was when I found myself in the hole, but suddenly I knew that I had the ability to get myself out. But 
being honest with yourself is actually really hard and really confronting. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. Just, and, you know, you know I like to drop you in it. Why do you think? <laughs> why is it so hard for us to be honest with ourselves? Why is it? Is it because of the? Is it because we get very, very attached to these stories we tell ourselves? Do we? Because you know, I'm very big on self awareness, but what goes hand in hand with self awareness is that we do tell ourselves stories about ourselves, and then we try to fulfill those stories or play those out. So, yeah, I think. I mean, I think we like. Uh, deniability you know we or we like being able to blame someone else and that started for me as a kid you know uh, <laughs> like kind of like what I was just talking about a minute ago I, I liked blaming someone else for my behavior or for something happening even though I might have been the one throwing the ball inside um, you know I, it wasn't me who broke the vase kind of thing um, and I think we like being able to shift that blame so we don't feel it so heavily you know but as you grow up hopefully uh, (laughs) and you start to acknowledge the fact that you had a role in the vase, you know, the metaphorical vase being broken. Uh, It's like that feeling sits heavily and it's uncomfortable. And I think that we go to great lengths as people to tell ourselves stories (laughs) to avoid that heavy feeling of, oh, yeah, no, that was actually my fault. This was totally on me. Yeah. Or when you sit, you know, when you have an argument with someone or a, uh, you know, a, a situation just blows completely up and out of proportion. It's really easy and uh, much more pleasant to say, but well, that's because of them. You know, that's they pushed yeah. my buttons. They made me feel like that. When we become more self-aware and more self-honest, uh, and we say, actually, like, yes, they were part of it. But it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't there, you know. I yeah, or if I didn't act in this. In that's this right. I absolutely way. had a big part to play in that, and in you know, in which case it is my fault, and that's that's really uncomfortable. I really think that a big part of the reason that we tell ourselves these stories is because it's much more comfortable to to have that layer, I guess, in between, you know, us and the 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 problem, the issue, the argument, or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Is it? It's one. It, this is one of those ones where, dear listeners, um, Brooke and I haven't figured it out yet. We, you know, some, we do. <laughs> this is gener- one of the all of them that we haven't figured out. <laughs> <laughs> usually, yeah. Usually, I don't like talking about something until I've worked right through it myself. But um, and I actually thought I had worked through this one, but I haven't because mm. the reality is. For all that I like to think that I'm honest with myself more often than not, I think it's more not than often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, as you say, that's really uncomfortable. And, and I think you just think of any situation where it's a conflict situation. Um, you have an argument with someone, you have a narky conversation with someone, and always in that moment, you're right yep. and they're wrong and it's their reaction and they should have you know, their behavior should be better. And it's always when you walk away and you look about, you know, you look at it the next day and it's, do you know what I think it is? It's a shame thing. Yeah, So when you look back on a situation and you see that your behavior wasn't quite as great as you thought it was, that sits really heavily in a shame way. Um, And we will do anything to avoid shame. 
And I guess this is where I'll invoke you plus Brene Brown a little bit, where like you always kind of say to feel the feelings. And I think that's a good pathway towards, you know, getting better at being honest with ourselves is to sit with that shame feeling for a while rather than go, oh, it's a shameful feeling. I'm just going to squash it or I'm just going to put it in a box over here and not deal with it. Whereas, you know, if you're ashamed of something, that tells you something about yourself and that's a real moral thing as well. So it's telling you something about your own personal morals. So maybe it's worth listening to mm-hmm. rather than going, oh, I don't want to deal with that. And I think that's that my husband's one for that. He's one for dealing with it rather than, you know, pretending it didn't happen, which is kind of what I like to do, I admit. Yeah, I've, I've become more like let's deal with it over the last few years um, and not ne- not necessarily even sit like let's sit down and nut this out kind of way, but just in a um, like I feel that feeling, let's say I've yelled at the kids um, and it was completely just the wrong move, you know, I, I kind of come away with – from it feeling like, yeah, I could have handled that in so many ways that were better than that. And yeah. it's that that kind of shame feeling. And I'm learning to, instead of kind of putting a, a name to it or, you know, trying to shove it in a box. Or just, beat yourself up about it. Exactly. Which is the other thing that we tend to do. Yes. Yeah. To just be with it for a bit. And, and then learn from it. You know, don't try and force a, a, a story onto it, I guess, straight away. I don't know. I feel like yeah. I'm talking around in circles. But it's um, – But it is a bit, you know, it's easy to fall in. Like, so whenever I yell at my kids, it's never because of something they've done. Yeah. Like it's pretty much never. It is always because of where I'm at. Because yeah. I, if I'm tired, if I'm irritable, if I'm grumpy, whatever – that's the only time I ever yell at my kids. And it's easy to get really down on myself for having – because I kind of see it as a lack of self-control if I allow myself to yell at the kids because, again, like I say, it's nothing they've done. It's something that if they'd done it yesterday, I wouldn't have even reacted. And then then there becomes this self-talk about, you know, oh, you know – you, you should be better than that. You shouldn't be yelling at your kids. And it's very easy for that to quickly turn into a story about yourself. And I guess this, I, this is how – this is where I want to go now with, with what we're talking about is that the stories we tell ourselves make it hard for us to be honest with ourselves, don't they? And so how do we go about figuring out which stories need to change and then sto- and then changing them, I guess? Oh, Another man. big question. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're a perceiver. You get all these big questions dropped on you. <laughs> so tell me, how do I change it? <laughs> uh, it's, like, that's massive because I think that some, like the stories that we tell ourselves can be positive too. You know, we can use these yeah. stories to say, no, 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 I am, I am courageous. I am strong. I'm stronger than I think I am. You know, I am... Uh, like I am a compassionate person. I am a mum who will, you know, always uh, get down to my kids' level and talk to them and not, you know, not berate them, whatever. Like we can tell ourselves those stories and they are good stories and sometimes we feel like we're not, they're not necessarily true, but I think that there is power in them to lead to different behaviours, you know. And I guess so the flip side of that is 
we tell ourselves stories and we believe them against all, um, like all evidence yep. as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I was right. I was absolutely right in that situation and there's nothing you can do to change my mind. Like that it's not such a, a helpful story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. I've got an idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I've dropped it on you. I've had time to think. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I know what you're doing. All right, all right, fine. Um, I wonder if the power lies in identifying the stories that are limiting ourselves as humans. So there's all these, you know, there's lots of amazing stories we tell ourselves. Some are positive, some are negative, um, some are true, some are not. But I think if we can identify the stories that are limiting us in some way, then we can challenge that story. And the reason I, this is kind of front of mind for me is because so this is what I have. I've, I've mentioned a few times in over the course of these podcasts that something I've done in the past year is challenge assumptions about myself. So or every time I kind of catch myself going, oh, no, no, I can't do that or I, I won't do that because this might happen, like I make myself do it because mm-hmm. in going, oh, no, no, I won't do that because X, I've made an assumption and my my goal is now to challenge every single assumption I have. So sometimes I'm making assumptions about what other how other people will react. But a lot of the time I'm making an assumption about the person that I am. Um, and again, like I've spoken before about how I'm very, very shy. And, you know, people who listen to this podcast, people who like read my blog, they just go, what? You're shy? I would never have known. And I'm like, yeah, but wait till you read me. <laughs> wait till you meet me in real life and I cut you dead and don't talk to you because, you know, I'm someone that you must make the first move. Um, but, you know, so I've had this very limiting story about myself my entire life. You know, I'm a very shy person. I'm not good at well, and I'm also an introvert, which the two don't necessarily go hand in hand. So here's the problem. Introverts just loathe small talk. And yes, that's a story I'm telling myself, but it's a true one. Like we literally loathe it. You know, um, we just want to go deep fast. We want to skip all that small talk crap. Um, so I loathe small talk, but I'm also really shy. So first of all, initiating a conversation takes a huge amount of energy, <laughs> but then Keeping a conversation going with small talk, especially if the other person is not engaging, is just like the worst thing in the world. But I've just come back from a conference and it's quite an intense conference. It's only 50 people and it's kind of like a a masterminding conference and you're kind of like you're all living in a resort for five days together and it's pretty full on. Um, And so my challenge to myself this year was to challenge that shyness story that I'd been telling myself and um, challenge that assumption that I made about myself. And what I found was the more that I initiated conversations with people, the more that I pushed through the small talk, the faster and more able I was to create really amazing connections with people that in the past I'd be completely missing out on because I was using that shyness story um, you know, as a cover basically. And I wasn't, you know, was I being honest with myself about that shyness? Well, this is where it gets tricky because I am shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like small talk. But I think that's where the power of honesty comes from is like knowing this about yourself but then going, but this is limiting you. Yes. So 
put, you know, challenge yourself to push through it. And you're not going to get it right every time. I had like many awkward conversations um, that didn't really go anywhere and they were excruciating. Um, <laughs> but the payoff was those conversations that did go somewhere that I would never have had, you know, had I not chosen to, yeah, challenge this assumption about myself, challenge the story I was telling myself. And now I have a new story um, and that it's a growth story now and it's, yeah, it's quite exciting. So, mm. yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a really nice way to kind of sum it up because it's like it's not something you can sum up neatly, I don't think. No. But like challenge or question the stories that we tell ourselves and those stories can be about ourselves. They can be like I'm a shy person, I don't, I don't start conversations or I don't enjoy public speaking or I, you know, uh, or they can be stories that we're telling ourselves about other people and their reaction. Like, he won't like that because mm. um, how about we, you know, stop with the assumptions as often as we are and start to challenge it and kind of look these these stories in the eye and just get, I mean, get vulnerable with ourselves a bit. Yes, that's I think is a huge component of honesty is mm. being willing to be completely vulnerable. Yeah, um, and open yourself to questioning, even if it's just from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and get comfortable with the fact that it will be uncomfortable. Yeah. But some really, really magical things can come out of it. Mm. I promise. Yeah, that was a that's a that's a very kind of top level conversation really, isn't it? But <laughs> it's it's some it's a special kind of thing that happens when you do stop telling yourself the same question you know it's it's hard to make that a practical kind of suggestion um yeah. <laughs> but yeah you know if you find yourself making an assumption even a small one just question it or, or put the brakes on it for a sec or if you find yourself just pulling back from vulnerability because vulnerability is scary mm. just just let yourself go mm. just for a second just just see what happens just challenge yeah challenge that little story or that challenge that assumption that you're making about where that vulnerability may lay because I can I've just seen it happen over and over and over again so many times that from great vulnerability comes great connection oh absolutely and from great connection comes massive massive growth yep I agree Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.